When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, to give this proper context, we need to do something that I like to call It's time for story time without a will ball, baby! Picture uh, <laughs> the scene. What culture is heading to New York, the Big Apple, for WrestleMania weekend? My first ever WrestleMania, um, and I'm so excited to see all the sights. Madison Square Garden, Times Square, Pizza Rat, or whatever it was. <laughs> right? And... Uh, it did I did have a rat. I'm six foot three, and uh, I was appreciative of going to New York, but I didn't quite get the luxury I was hoping for on the, fl- the flight, so I hadn't slept for about 24 hours, and we all head over to the Barclays Center uh, for NXT TakeOver New York. Um, I was very much a sort of late adopter to NXT for my sins. I'd uh, watched when they had the weird sort of game show thing and went, cool, I've got what this show is, I never need to watch it again. Um, But I went into this match with limited knowledge, I have to say, of Gargano and Cole, um, very much knowing about the Adam Cole baby thing and Phil Chambers will attest to this I sat next to him and just thought well I'll support the Adam Cole baby cool undisputed era guy and this I have to say I think is the first match ever that I've changed my opinion on who I genuinely in my heart want to win the match halfway through because they've just won me over no turn no nothing like that they're just phenomenal skill has won me over I think I go back and watch this match at least once or twice a year because I think it's just jaw-dropping in its layout. And I think it uses the fact that people like me who grew up on uh, WWE shenanigans, let's say, thought, oh, bollocks for the final fall. Here come the Undisputed Era. Gargano's going to get rid of all of them, turn around, boom, Adam Cole gets the one, two, three. And that wasn't the case. Johnny Gargano won... Uh, Meltzer finally awarded a huge star rating for this match uh, for a WWE match for the first time since was that what Cole um, Punk Cena Andrade Andrade of course yes but um, yeah a ridiculous rating more than deserved and I just I think it's it's absolutely sensational my other really really vivid memory of this was leaving the Barclays Centre just just vibrating and seeing you Andy Murray and Michael Sidgwick stood on the corner as we all waited to travel back together. 
and running up to shout, how f***ing amazing was that? But I ran up behind Michael Sidgwick and scared him. And <laughs> it's all added to the experience as well. So, Extra yeah. Extra star for that. Exactly. <laughs> I, like everybody, really love an underdog story. And in terms of underdogs, ultimate underdogs, they don't come any better then Latino Heat himself taking on Brock Lesnar at No Way Out 2004. And as I've said a few times over the course of these talking heads and various streams and videos, things like that, that period, 2004, was the period I fell in love with wrestling. And the lead up to that obviously was No Way Out heading into WrestleMania 20. And it was Eddie's rise to main event stardom, long-awaited rise. And the way that he did that against Brock, and just the, the closing stretch of that match, obviously, Goldberg comes in, they collide with each other, and then Eddie looks like he's going to get the win, and then he gets picked up for the f5 and just span onto the belt with the ddt and then he does the frog splash and taz says eddie cheated as he hits the splash and wins the thing and shakes his belt and his flag all over the place it is magic for me it is magic just captured in a moment it's pure it's very similar to what probably would have happened if Sami Zayn had beaten Roman in Montreal or something like that where it just felt like this magical moment where the entire crowd were behind Eddie we were all behind him at home and it fills me with joy it's my go-to comfort match because I cannot help but smile when I watch Eddie do it and he did it the way he knows best he did it by cheating my favorite is quite easy because it's the best Come on, let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not mess around with semantics here. It's, uh, it's Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. It is my favourite match, but I know that's not exactly a hot take to say it's a particularly good one. I think it's the best match in WrestleMania history. I think it's probably Stone Cold Steve Austin's best singles match, and it's certainly up there as Bret Hart's, and I kind of, certainly with those latter two, I can't think of a higher compliment. <laughs> I just consider it the most important match in WWE history, and for some, that might make it a bad thing, because I genuinely think the company might have gone bust without Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. It's a tremendous piece of pro wrestling art. Um, it uses the theatre of conflict, it uses weapons, it uses blood and it uses drama of course to create that incredible moment at the end where you get the double turn between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. But more than that, it is the one match that is illustrative of a philosophy that WWE couldn't quite nail down from pretty much late 1996 onwards. What we would go to know as the Attitude Era and the branding and the idea that ultimately turned the entire industry around, turned the industry on its head, transformed pretty much the way mainstream uh, North American wrestling at least is made and produced to this day. Um, happens because of Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. You simply do not have a vehicle as strong as this one to turn Steve Austin babyface and send him off on that path. You do not have a summer of 1997 that was as hot as it was because of the Hart Foundation if Bret Hart did not turn heel. And the whole thing was so credible at the same time. If you have all of that and the match is bang average, ultimately it isn't as effective. Similarly, if the match is absolutely awesome but doesn't have the aftermath, again, it just stands there as an awesome match of which there will be several on this list by my wonderful colleagues who aren't as correct as me in this case. <laughs> <laughs> because everything starts and ends with Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart. It feels like the one match I will say that in recent years WWE has been able to lionise because they've got a reasonable relationship with Bret Hart now. But in the years post-Montreal, the absolutely disgraceful way this masterpiece was whitewashed was simply unacceptable to the point where even now you see people that are watching this for the first time and understanding its power. Steve Austin on every podcast will bring it up. When he gets Bret on, you can see there's a bond between them that they know something truly magic happened. And also, if you get through, if you ever watch WrestleMania 13, 
you deserve a medal, quite frankly. <laughs> Other than some moments where Armour Johnson's using a kitchen sink and Sid allegedly shits his pants while he's getting tombstoned by The Undertaker. <laughs> There's not a lot to tune in for, but WrestleMania 13 is a must-watch because of these two. Just simply as iconic as everybody has ever said. My favourite wrestling match is also my favourite build to any wrestling match because it was back in the year 2000. Uh, Mankind had been beaten down by Triple H consistently for weeks and weeks into a bloody mess to the point where he doesn't even know if he can face him at the Royal Rumble, but he knows a guy who can, and his name is Cactus Jack, and he's going to kick your teeth all over the city of Chicago. And Triple H selling it like he's absolutely seen a ghost, like this Cactus Jack mythology creature is the worst thing he could have possibly imagined when really it was just a guy removing a shirt. It was absolutely incredible and it led up to this match at the Royal Rumble 2000 where both of them kicked the absolute crap out of each other and it was genuinely incredible. They both had something huge to prove going into this match as well. Um, Mankind, McFoley, uh, you knew he was on his way out. He was leading up to his final match at No Way Out. It was his final run, his final storyline, his final couple of matches in the company. He wanted to prove that he could still go. He could still have this top tier, main event level, memorable, incredible match. And boy, howdy did he do that. But Triple H at the same time had just become the WWE champion for the first time he needed someone to cement him in that main event position he needed to prove that he could lead a company going forwards um and he sure did that as well mankind mcfoley did absolutely everything he possibly could to put over triple h in this match really early on as well he took this suplex on a pallet and triple h had a hole in his leg for the rest of the match and then there was barbed wire and thumbtacks and just the work rate in this the storytelling the emotion and uh, the character work from both people in this match was truly, truly incredible, leading to just Mick Foley putting over Triple H, huge in the end, but not at the expense of himself, still making it uh, logical uh, that he would have that next match, that uh, putting it all on the line for one last shot at the title at No Way Out 2000. It truly was an absolute tour de force of a match from two guys desperate to prove something, but at very different stages in their careers, creating this dichotomy that just worked so well together, and yet another example of Mick Foley doing everything he can to put a guy over. He is absolutely incredible, and so is this match, and you should probably go watch You like football, don't you, Wilborn? I do indeed. Okay, I'm going to give you an analogy of, like, the perfect game of football. Right, okay. Your team, the team that you support, has never been better. They've always been great, but they're in absolutely sensational form, as fit as they've ever been, and they are gunning for championships and gunning for gold, right? They are absolutely outstanding, they play the most attractive brand, and they are at their absolute peak of their powers. The problem is that there's another team that's just better. They're, they're just better. Your team, you've beaten a weakened side from the competition in the cup, <laughs> but in the league, they have your number, where it really, really counts, the most important competition. They're just better than you, right, okay? So you have this match, it's a league fixture, it's a title decider, okay? Your team's amazing, but they're just not as good as the very, very best team pretty much in the entire world, potentially of all time. So you go into this match, you're confident, it's a nerve shredder. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen on this day, but it's probably not going to happen because this other team is so unbelievably fantastic, right? You start well, you start great, blistering pace, right? You're assaulting their goal, You've got chance after chance after chance after chance and it just keeps getting repelled. Like, it will not go into that net. Then what happens, and it's borderline tragic, your heart's kind of broken or your nerves are fried at least because your star player goes down injured. 
and without that star player you're not the same team so your star player goes down injured and then you concede oh. anything oh for Christ's sake if he could have just stayed fit if he didn't get clattered into it might have gone differently but they've scored they tend to score a lot you're pretty much screwed then what happens after your heart's broken after you've pretty much given this team everything that you've got after you concede you equalise oh. the hope is ignited it's reignited it's alive but then they are just swarming your goal just swarming 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 but the difference is that they can't put it away this time and you're so fit and you're an and these athletes have got themselves in such incredible condition that what seems to happen is the end of the game is in sight is that they start getting knackered they start getting really tired all of that training all of that hard work all those admirable qualities that you've tried to develop in yourself to win starts to pay off they're knackered they can't even get chances you are their goal is under siege and then the last minute of the biggest game ever right okay you win and it's the most attractive game of football you've ever seen. Pulsating, end-to-end stuff. The best analogy I can make for this is Liverpool versus Manchester City, where Liverpool, the brand of football they were playing, they're a bit pinnished now, <laughs> but the brand of football they were playing like two or three years ago was just sensational, but there was always a Manchester City, mm-hmm. right? This exact analogy also explains Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada in that match at Dominion. You cannot tell me that Kenny Omega isn't a sports-oriented storyteller because, you know, he once wrestled a nine-year-old girl or he sometimes pulls a funny face. In that match, the absolute best, most dramatic, most special match of all time, Kenny Omega, who was responsible for about 80% of the layout, made sporting sense he evoked and elicited the feeling of sport in professional wrestling like literally nobody else has before. Omega Ricardo 4 will never, ever be topped. In fact, you'll never see anything like this ever again. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. So, what I'm going to talk about today is not actually my favourite wrestling match ever. My favourite wrestling match ever is Bret Hart versus Steve Austin from WrestleMania 13. However, by the time the discussion about these videos had happened, that one was already taken. In fact, I have the list here. Let's break the fourth wall. Who did steal it from me? It was Hamflip. Of course it was Hamflip, the greatest person on the planet. So I thought, okay, well, let's go back in time a little bit, because, of course, again, that happened in 1997. Let's go back to Survivor Series 1996, when Bret Hart and Steve Austin also had a match. Now, look, it is not as good as the Mania one. It's just not, because that came with just so much craziness, given that, you know, Stone Cold became a face and Bret Hart became a heel. And think about what happened in 1997. Flubbed me sideways. But you do not get to that WrestleMania 13 match without the Survivor Series 1996 match. And leading into that, whether they meant it or not, they've already started planting these seeds. Like Steve Austin has only relatively just become Stone Cold. I mean, you know, we're already headed in that direction. But he's starting to drop the promos like, you know, if you put an S in front of Hitman, you get my opinion of him. And Bret Hart is just getting a little bit more antsy. And he's becoming, I want to say more of an asshole, but he's already laid the foundations for this the company's going, you know, down the wrong path. I don't like it. We're not catering to kids. I'm sick and tired of trying to be the hero and nobody else wants to respect me as the hero. And Austin was kind of the guy that came in and lit a fire under his ass. And it's a really, really good match. Like, it is so damn good. Those two had such good chemistry when we kind of spill forward and talk about the Montreal screw job. That's one of the reasons it makes me so damn sad because... I get it, there's a thousand things we can talk about it and it's been done to death. But if that hadn't have happened and Bret Hart had hung around and then uh, Steve Austin goes to win his first WWF title at WrestleMania 14, you absolutely would have gone back to that Bret Hart feud straight away and it would have made perfect sense. And that ruins me inside because I'm a massive nerd and I'm a massive geek. So what essentially I'm doing here is I'm taking both of those matches and I'm smushing them together. And if you haven't seen the Survivor Series 1996 match, you should. The way Bret Hart takes the stunner is absolutely tremendous. It looks like he's broken his jaw. Steve Austin is just the intensity and the believability is through the roof. And the technical uh, prowess, I suppose, because, of course, this is before Steve Austin breaks his neck. So he's still, you know, operating as that super duper worker that we all forget now because he adapted to be a brawler after that injury. So it is just it is absolutely superb. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, every time I watch it, it reminds me why Bret Hart and Steve Austin are my two favourite wrestlers of all time. They always will be. I can't see that changing apart from Repo Man and Dog the Clown, of course. But yeah, because that one was taken, I sat down and I thought about it. And you're like, oh, you know, maybe I can put something quaint in there like uh, Money in the Bank 2011, John Cena, CM Punk, which I do love, but it's not in my favourite matches ever territory. So there it is. That that's And do it today, right? You've seen the Mania 13 match, you know all about it. Go back in time, jump in your DeLorean and make sure you see the Survivor Series 1996 match. It is so, so damn good and obviously sets them up for everything they were going to do a few months later. So one of my favourite matches of all time, perhaps the favourite match of all time, is Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I'm not talking about the first one, though. I'm going to be the contrarian here. Um, I think the first match is, of course, great. Bailey going up against the heel, uh, hugger form Bailey, the ultimate babyface, winning that title, emotional moment. You cried, I cried, we all cried. It was lovely. Uh, but I actually really like the somewhat under talked about follow up to that at NXT TakeOver Respect 
not only the first Iron Woman match in NXT history, the first Iron Woman match in WWE period. Um, Sasha Banks trying to claw back her title against our, you know, newly established hero. I think the first match really, you know, cemented them as the future, if you like, or maybe just the now. But this one drove it home even further. The booking of this was fantastic. Bailey getting her falls legitimately. Banks cheating with an eye poke and a count out to get hers. And the most heelish thing. And I know everyone's got different opinions on crowd interaction and fan interaction and famous fans and all that. But Sasha sort of like getting in the face of crying Bailey superfan Izzy. That's just a moment where you think, yeah, she's going to be massive. And of course, she was. Uh, yeah, I don't think this was them planting the flag, but this was them being like, no, we are, we are it right now. Watch us right now. I love that period of NXT. And uh, this is absolutely my favorite match from it, if not my favorite match ever. My favorite wrestling match ever fits my general philosophy when it comes to all forms of entertainment. I like 90 minute movies. I like TV shows that are 30 minutes an episode. I prefer novellas to novels. And I like albums that are 20, 25 minutes long. So my favorite match of all time is 12 minutes long. And it's Tomohiro Ishii versus Katsuyori Shibata from the 2013 G1 Climax. It is every single thing I like about pro wrestling with no fat whatsoever, no wasted minutes, no uh, high acting or anything like that. It's all ass kicking, all action, all awesome. The match, like I say, is 12 minutes long. It's not exactly demanding of your time. So if you're curious about New Japan and want to know about the hard hitting style, they don't do this as much as they used to. It's a bit more bombastic now. But if you're curious about that style, this is the perfect intro for you. Um, the match literally starts with the two of them running into each other and just smashing in the middle of the ring. And from there on out, it is the ultimate, it's a dick measuring contest of a match really, isn't it? Because it's, the guys are like inviting each other to hit them and they're trying to no sell it by going, oh, this really hurts, but I'm not going to show you how much it hurts because I'm showing fighting spirit and all of this stuff. And they just go ballistic on each other until one of them can't get up anymore. It features the greatest one count spot in pro wrestling history. Uh, I am going to express that as an objective fact. I will hear no debate <laughs> on it. And of course, Tomohiro Ishii is my favorite wrestler of all time. It is the ultimate kind of stoic ass kicker in Katsuyori Shibata versus the perfect description I've ever heard of Big Tom is that he is the world's only sympathetic baby face bully heel. Uh, it encapsulates that perfectly. It is a brutal bellicose breakneck. I'm doing alliteration now. That's hack nonsense. Uh, he's going to love it, baby. It's a perfect match. Four million stars. Not even in the Tokyo Dome. I, I, I don't think. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, at the King of the Ring in 1993. Now, this is one of those matches where it is wrestling perfection. No pun intended. Mr. Perfect was perfect, but Bret Hart was also very perfect himself in, in his work. And this is just a match that the story of it is compelling. You could bring aliens down from space and put them in front of that match and say, this is professional wrestling, and they will understand what professional wrestling is. Uh, it's it's just the, the story. It's I know a lot of, a lot of people always get swayed by the SummerSlam match, SummerSlam 1991 between Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, where Bret beat Perfect to become the Intercontinental Champion for the first time. 
to me, this match, that SummerSlam match is fantastic, but it's kind of the first leg of this story. If you've seen that SummerSlam match, it adds so much more to the King of the Ring match. I mean, even the pre-match promo you've got, the, the, at this point, of course, Mr. Perfect is the babyface, as is Bret Hart, but you've got the, the promo of the, my dad could beat your dad. Your dad couldn't beat my dad on his best day, blah, 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 blah. It's brilliant. And it, and it ends with Mr. Perfect saying, I still owe you for some stuff, Hart. It's just little lines like that, little nuggets. But the match itself, this is at a point where Bret Hart has already faced Razor Ramon in the, the first round of the King of the Ring and had his fingers damaged. So Mr. Perfect, despite being a, a good guy, a baby face he's there to win a match and he just takes advantage of that and he's working on the fingers uh bret hart sells magnificently in this match as does kurt hennig though and it's not just they're selling the moves that the two of them sell the desperation of how important this match is how important it is for bret who uh, had lost the, the world title earlier the year at wrestlemania to yokozuna but how important as, as well it is for perfect to, to get that big win back from SummerSlam to get his momentum back as an active wrestler because obviously he's been retired for a spell so it's just such a story such a story and, and then you have the finish because Brett couldn't get the sharpshoot wrong so the finish is a uh, a small package from Mr. Perfect that gets reversed by Brett Hart one two three Perfect storms out the ring calls it bogus uh, and it's again you have the during the match there's kind of Perfect slightly leaning more towards his heel mannerisms but at the end of it, he gets back in, gives Bret hand, the, the, Bret hand, Bret Hart, the big handshake, the, the pat on the back, and basically just tells him to go and win the whole thing. It is, I am getting goosebumps talking about this. It is just, it is wrestling storytelling gold. It rewards you for, for having watched professional wrestling for a couple of years and seen these two wrestle before. It rewards you for having watched King of the Ring, the, the, the early matches in the tournament, particularly where it pertains to Bret Hart because of his selling of the attacks from Razor Ramon in that match. It's it's brilliant. That whole pay per view is brilliant. The whole tournament is brilliant. It is the, the 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 prime example of why Bret Hart is the best wrestler to ever lace up a pair of boots. Is that King of the Ring tournament? That the different matches he has, the different styles, the psychology, the storytelling, and Mister Perfect is absolutely perfect on this night. As is Bret Hart. It's 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 just it's fantastic. I'm gonna go and watch it right now because I've got myself very giddy talking about it. But that is my favorite wrestling match ever today, at least. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 